Uh, I'm I'm laughing at the beginning of this podcast, not because Yasin told the funny joke. He probably will, um, but oh. because oh, you will. I'm setting you up not for failure. <laughs> I'm setting you up for success, but because so we're doing this via Discord, and obviously you use a bot on Discord, and it just does this voice, and I just a little bit zoned out for a split second and I just heard this robotic voice in my ear and I was like, that's it, the robots are coming. It's the Tesla AI robot. That's where my mind went. Uh, it's not the Tesla AI robot. It's me, Brendan Peterson. And it's the funny guy. That's you, Yasin. That's what you say oh. your name. Oh, I'm Yasin Barnes, guys. I, th- no, I thought we, you saying we're going for the funny guy. I thought we established it's the hot guy. But I mean, we can change roles. It's fine. I, I'll accept funny as well. Wow, you really do have jokes, don't you? Um, <laughs> also, I can I can say I'm the hot guy because this is not a visual platform. <laughs> I mean, you're probably just wearing lots of jackets if I know you. Um, That's also very true. That's my look for the winter is wear everything in the cupboard. <laughs> That's how you save money. No, you are one of those people who had those overweight bags at the airport and you realize, oh, wait, I can't do this. They're going to charge me for the overweight bag. Let me wear all this stuff. I will actually, I overpack my wife way more things so my bag is lighter, but there is no way that I'm taking a carry-on. I hate, I hate carry-on bags that's unnecessary. I think people take the small bags and they, they take it in the plane like it shouldn't have been checked in. Do you know those people? I'm those people, Yasin. Me. So take your, take your target to the tax and take them somewhere else, okay? Thank you very much. <laughs> I once was flying back from Las Vegas and I get to the airport and they're like, oh, um, actually the, the plane is quite full. So we're going to have to check your carry on. And I'm like, until where? And they're like, the final destination. I was like, my final destination is South Africa. They're like, yeah. And you've got to understand, right? I'm flying from Vegas to, was I flying Vegas to New York or Atlanta? Atlanta, I think. Yes. Vegas to Atlanta which is the busiest airport in the world, from Atlanta to Paris. And then from Paris down to, was it Joburg or Cape Town? I think it was Cape Town directly because I think it was an Air France flight. How many and, hours is that? Listen, yeah, it was long. It was long. Because oh. yeah, it's, it's four and a half hours from Vegas to Atlanta. It was seven or seven and a half hours from Atlanta through to paris but you know you've got to remember there's a layover and then from paris town it's like 11 12 hours it was it was long and there goes my carry-on bag and i didn't have a lock on it because it's a carry-on bag i was never yeah. expecting to go on an international trip and have to check in my carry-on so luckily it had the little sleeve that you can put your laptop in so i had to take all my electronics out and i've got this bulging sleeve with laptop charger um, I think it was an Osmo pocket as well. A whole bunch of stuff, like phone, yeah. power bank. And I was not impressed. And then I get to my seat on the plane. Plane is, you know, everyone's on. The door closes and I look up and there's space in the overhead. Like there's a lot of space. <laughs> and I just sat there and I was like, I, there's nothing I can do. I'm not going to see this bag until I get to Cape Town. And I have to hope and pray that this bag is actually going to be there. So wow. when you talk about people and also with, with everything in it, with, with everything in it as well, that's the other thing. When <laughs> when you're checking in bags, you must go, yeah, you must write that bag off, and yeah. just hope that. Like, 
No, but seriously, because the worst thing for me was I had everyone's gifts in that in that camp. I had all the gifts in that bag, and I was just like, please, please, please. It, it did end up okay in South Africa. All my stuff was there. I cannot believe it. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> but then I've got another story where I was flying back from, I want to say Barcelona, but it could have been Berlin. I don't know. I was flying back from somewhere. And, you know, yeah, I think it was actually Barcelona. And we get to, weird enough, Paris again. I'm starting to see a trend here. Um, and I don't know what it was with our luggage. It was also with our, our carry-on bags and they made us uh, check it. Or there was some some issue. And ended up having to sort of shift stuff around myself and everyone else on the, on the trip. And I didn't think about what I did. And I just took my laptop and I took my laptop and I put it in my checked bag. But get this. Didn't put it in the inside compartment where you all your clothes is. You know, checked bags is usually like, your luggage user has like an outside pocket where you easy to grab stuff. I just threw a MacBook Pro in that pocket. There was nothing protecting it. There was no lock on it. And I only realized this when I was on the plane and the plane was taking off from the oh. right way. And so now you, have the, now you have the eternal panic of going, does it break? Does it get stolen? Yep. Is it still going to be there when I, when I get back? Wow. Yep. And a MacBook Pro, a brand new one. That is in like not even three weeks old, brand new. That's stressful. Wow. Yeah. So I. So when you talk about those people with their carry-ons, I am very protective over my carry-on. Okay. So look. Okay. But is your carry-on ever a suitcase? Because the lady recently, uh, we when we flew back, um, when is it last week? He had you know those blankets, that blankets that is. The one that's um that that stops winter. <laughs> if you put it on the bed, no winter happens in that bed. It's the super fur duck that oh like, those ones. Yes, it's you know what ones I'm to, they, like when you're under that, you go. There's no space for cold. There's no space for any movement. It's just we must be under the blanket. That lady brought one of that blankets. She her legs had to go next to mine under in my lane, basically. Because there was no space under under her only what do you call it. So then I was just like, no lady, this is most unnecessary. Because you didn't even take the blanket out for us. Now we must both be cold in the flight, but you want to keep a blanket. So I was just like, you carry on space, you must also be considerate with it. A backpack is fine, but the suitcase, please guys. Well, um, that blanket probably would have, if I had had a blanket in Game of Thrones, we wouldn't have had eight seasons. That's all I'm saying, because winter would not have gone anywhere. It wouldn't have arrived. It would have just looked and been like, mm, no. <laughs> you just put that blanket over, basically over Westeros, and you're safe. Listen, yeah, imagine, what was that? What's it, the White Walker King? If they yeah. had just thrown that blanket over him, <laughs> end of story. That's very funny. <laughs> um, so, yes. I we, so, we actually we we have a, a few things to catch up on. Yes, but before we get there, I have to say I'm intentionally trying to speak very slow. So if it sounds like I'm speaking slow, it's intentional, because I was feeling a little bit flat earlier today. I had a bad cup of coffee, which I think I told you already. But then I was like, no, I need to get stuff done. So what am I gonna do? Let's pull out the big guns. And Acer, Lord knows I love them. Um. They have a range of energy drinks, not available in South Africa. And they actually announced it last year that they were doing energy drinks for gamers. It's called Predator Shot. 
you know, Predator after the gaming range. Yeah, and yeah. I spoke to the general manager of Asa Africa. Uh, and I was like, listen here, Glenn, like, what does a person have to do to get some in the country? And he's like, you know, they're not coming to the country, unfortunately, blah, blah, blah. But he will make a plan. And the man made a plan. <laughs> and they sent me three cans. And these are big cans. These are like, you know, the big monster cans? They're like that size cans. Yeah. That's, that's like three quarters of your height, basically. Basically, actually, you're not wrong. Um, but so they sent me three cans. And I, I have had before, but today I was feeling so flat. I was like, okay, this is the only thing that's going to save me. I have not had the whole can. And I kid you not, within minutes, like two minutes or so of drinking this, I started feeling like I could run to the moon and back. Like, this is how much energy this thing is giving me. And I was like, okay. So now people are messaging me and phoning me and stuff. And I'm just speaking. And they're like, the what, the what now? And I'm like, okay, slower. They're like, that's not slow. And I'm like, slower? So, yes, I am hyped up on this Acer Predator shot energy drink, which is actually pretty good. It tastes, it tastes like Red Bull, but not as, like, in your face. You know that? Red Bull is very in your face with that flavor. It's like yeah, a yeah, subtle yeah. version of that, which I actually don't mind. But it is potent. It is That's so like, potent. The key like, I... is, the key with energy drinks is that you must know yourself as a person. You must know how much your body can take. So I, I've got big bodies, so I go, a Red Bull, one whole Red Bull is enough for, just to keep me on normal. If I drink that big can uh, Red Bull and I go, okay, I can feel a bit of a, of a buzz. But um, like you go, you you know that can is big, you know the drink is strong, so you only have a few sips and then you're in the mix. No, listen here, it's, it, it's like I can feel the veins inside my body vibrating. <laughs> so, you know, um, I may not sleep for a while, so this is going to be very interesting. But um, you mentioned something, know yourself, which is a nice throw forward to something we're going to speak about in a little bit. Um, you know what I'm talking about. Listeners will find it soon. <laughs> but let's backtrack a little bit before we get there. You spoke about being on planes last week. So, yes, Yassine and I went up to Joburg um, just to note, and I'm going to say this because I like flexing like this. We are both vaxxed. I'm double vaxxed. Yassine is almost double vaxxed. Um, you know, and obviously we're still wearing our masks and everything, our A-pop masks because they're phenomenal. Gang, so, gang. <laughs> you know, we'd be doing all the stuff, we're being safe, we're being responsible. But we went up to Jobo, we went uh, for a couple of things actually. We went for Huawei, and then we also went to go hang out with our friends at Talco Music, which is powered by Jukes. So, yeah, went to hang out with Huawei, Talco Music, and Jukes. So, Huawei launched two new phones it is the Nova Y60. First time in my life I've ever heard of a Y series in the Nova range. So, okay. Um, and then the Nova 8, which, let's be honest, is a solid looking piece of work, that phone. It is a very good yeah. looking phone. It's only available in one color, but that color is phenomenal. But it's also the thing of the phone sits in a range that it puzzled me. We, we yes. had the discussion the whole night of going, does it sit next to the A52? No. Does it sit next to the A72? No, it's better than that. No. It doesn't sit yeah. in the complete top tier next to the S series. Or maybe the no. S20? Just just below the S20, no. I think. No. So you know where I think this fits in? Because uh, like you said, we were discussing this at the event, which by the way was emceed by Mini Lamini, who it was lovely to see her after all this time. I haven't seen her in ages. Um, and what was it? Not Highfold, what do they call themselves? 94.7? 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, they were there as well. Um, and obviously, Huawei CTO Akram Mohammed uh, was there, and then the new head of Huawei South Africa, Justin, whose surname now just suddenly escapes me, but he was there. So everybody was there. It was great to to see people again. And the other um, bloggers and the other tech people. It was nice to. See. It, you know, it was what it was. It was nice to go to a place, and it was an event. People looked nice. You got to see people. Everybody smiling, and yeah, it it felt pre-COVID-ish. It did. It it felt the closest to normal I think we felt in a long time, which is is nice to experience. But yes, phone. Um, I don't think it's S20. I think if you wanted to position it anyway, I think it would be somewhere between A72, so Samsung's Galaxy A72 5G, that's a mouthful, and the S, uh, I want to say S21 FE, even though that has been officially announced, we've all seen the rumors. But I think it sits somewhere between the A72 and the FE series. Because the FE is almost flagship, but slightly sort of scaled down in terms of certain aspects. Um, and I think that that's where this Nova 8 fits in, because it's a solid-looking phone. It's got a great camera as Huawei always does. You know, it's got the Huawei Supercharge. It's got all the stuff that you know. Great design, great build quality. It feels good in the hand. My only concern, which I think is the concern everyone has, is, as we all know, it does not have Google Mobile Services. Yeah. Also, it's got it's got the top line of the basics. Does that make no, sense? It does, and that's why it's so difficult to place because it feels not quite mid-rangey. It feels more than mid-range, but it's not flagship. It's not like it's a P40 or a Mate 40 or a P50 series, you know. And that's the thing because maybe, Nova... we, maybe we must make our own like mm-hmm. uh, name for that because it's yeah, it's not mid-range. It's not flagship. Would you call it? Premium mid-range. I mean, it's it's. I think it's classified as upper mid-range, but yeah. I mean, the Nova range. I think I've said this before. I don't know if I've said this on the podcast, but the Nova range exists really because of Hadley Simons, um, which is always a fun thing to think about. But it never existed before him, and then things happened. Google got upset. He didn't do anything wrong. Um, things happened, Google got upset, and then all of a sudden, Huawei well, had a Nova range. So, you know, it's because of him that we have the Nova range. And the Nova range has always been focused on style and photography, kind of like the P series is for Huawei. Yeah. But just for a younger audience, which I think is a smart move. And that's why this is so difficult. But the thing that throws me off about this phone as well, and Huawei's probably going to hate me for saying this, but eh, whatever. Um, <laughs> listen here, yeah, you got to give the people the truth. The thing that throws me <laughs> off about this is there's another phone launching, not from them. I mean, there is, but not from them that we're talking about. There's a phone launching, I believe, in October. Things could change. We never know. Um, from a former, former Huawei sub-brand, Honor. So Honor is relaunching in the country. This is, you know, public knowledge. Um, and they're relaunching with the Honor 50 series. Now, the Honor 50 series and the Nova 8 when you look at them, you know that Spider-Man meme where Spider-Man's winning at Spider-Man? That's the Nova 8 and the Honor 50 series. And I'm like, because this is clearly a phone that was developed when Honor was still part of Huawei. They are no longer part of Huawei. They are independent. Yeah. They were sold last year. And the thing with the Honor 50 series, I mean, we don't know pricing. We don't have exact availability and all that stuff. I mean, you can find global specs for the Honor 50 series online. It's not difficult. But the thing with that is the design is great. 
They're using a 108 megapixel sensor, which I believe is the same one that Xiaomi is using in the Xiaomi Redmi Note 10 series, or the Redmi Note 10 Pro, which is the one I have. Yeah, and that's I a phenomenal camera. <laughs> um, but they're also, Honor also has Google mobile services. So you've got a phone that's clearly got, you know, that Huawei refined design with a phenomenal camera, an amazing display, and Google mobile services. And that's why I sit there and I look at the Nova 8. I'm like, it looks like a solid piece of work, as you would expect from Huawei, you know, yeah. with the caveat of HMS. So what's going to happen when Honor 50 series comes in? Because that's not, you know, I've spoken to Honor directly, and they're like, it's not a flagship, the Honor 50 series. With a one, with a 108 megapixel and it's not a flagship. Okay. No, that, that's, <laughs> no they, they've said to me, it's not a flagship. I spoke to the CMO so the chief marketing officer of the MEA, so Middle East and Africa region, and outright she said, this is not a flagship phone. It is a it is a sort of premium device, but it's not flagship. And that's sort of the space that the Nova 8 is playing in. It's yeah. premium, but it's not flagship. And that's the difficulty because what is the phone? It's like 10 triple nine. Um, that's the price of it, right? And mm. I mean, it's it's not a bad price for what you're getting, but at the end of the day, eleven thousand rand is not a little money. So but you you know what it is though. So it's that thing of the newer brands that come in now. And when I say newer brands, they have been around. I mean newer in terms of what the public knows about them, like Xiaomi and Oppo and Honor. They are mm-hmm. unsteady, but like not unsteady, but like are people. I feel like people are unsure about them, but Huawei is already established. So I think like the established brand people go, we know them. They might not have Google, but we know them and we know that we can trust the quality already. I think Xiaomi, I mean, Xiaomi and Huawei has established themselves in the country as that. Um, But I do think, yeah, boats are going to be rocked in the next couple of months. When the boats are rocking, don't come knocking. What? Um, (laughs) I didn't say that. Um, A ghost in the machine. But no, but seriously, this is the thing. It's it's going to be very interesting because there's a reason why people love you know Huawei products. They are well made products, and it's not. No, we said this before. It's not their fault that they're sitting there in this issue with you know Google mobile services or the lack thereof. But it becomes increasingly harder to say to people, "Hey, you know, get this device if it doesn't have mm. Google mobile services," because the average person doesn't know how to you know do the workarounds and you know maybe it's just a case of more education like i've got a friend um who actually i do another podcast with papi mabele some people might know him um he loves his p40 i don't know if it's a p40 or p40 pro one of the two um i think probably is the pro because i've also got one um and he's obsessed with it he is obsessed with it like he's got his choice of phones and that's the one he defaults to every time and it's always because of the battery the supercharge and that camera and i do not blame him but you know because of the stuff that i do and the clients i work with and stuff i need to be able to do certain things that i cannot unfortunately do in a huawei like microsoft stuff works but i need some google stuff and that's where sort of the workarounds don't always work um and I think a lot of people are going to have that same issue with the Nova 8. It is a solid piece of work. I just wish that Huawei had Google mobile services. Yeah. But again, so it's the it's a small part of the revolution in terms of having other people do things. So while I, I'm not a fan of it, I do think they must still push with it because I do think we need 
someone other than Google to run, uh, than Google and iOS to 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 be on the forefront. You're not wrong, but there's a reason why those are the only two that, <laughs> shall we say, still survive. Yeah. You know, it's they made it easy for people and integration. I mean, we've had this conversation many times, especially about Samsung. Samsung has been really smart with um, partnerships and ecosystem. And we're always building a fantastic ecosystem. They really are. But I've said this to them. And the problem is, at the end of the day, you've got to have your device speak to other devices. And if those other devices are running on, say, like Google Home or, you know, Apple's HomeKit or something, you've now got to replace those other devices as well, unless Huawei can find a way to make them all work together. And that's the problem. Because we talk about IoT, the Internet of Things, we talk about ecosystems. Things need to speak to each other. And if your things can't speak to each other, then what do you do? You either replace the one or you replace all of them. Like I, right now, as we're speaking, this is being recorded on a Huawei MateBook X Pro. I have a Huawei MateBook X Pro. I love this laptop. It is a, it's a phenomenal piece of work from Huawei. It's got full Microsoft. You know, it's got, it works with everything. Um, and when I use one of my Huawei devices for like Huawei share and stuff with it, it is next level. Like I, I shared 70 odd photos. Actually, we took from, from the event from my phone to this laptop with Huawei share in the space of seconds, seconds. That's that's, that's, and all I had to do was like, it's what the ecosystem should be. (laughs) Exactly. But this is the thing. Like all I had to do was turn a Huawei share on my phone, tap it against the Huawei share sticker on here. And it's like, do you want to share? And I was like, yes. And I just watch these photos basically fly over. And I was like, this is this is the great thing because if I connect the two as well, then you know I can interact with my phone via my laptop. I can even share files, move files across. And I was like, this is the kind of world I want to live in. But it's not a phone that I can you know use as my main driver every single day, even though you know it's either P40 Pro or it's a Mate XS, which is a foldable phone, and I love it. And I was like, this is the sad thing. And that's why when I look at the Nova 8, they're giving you mm. great pre-order deals. Like they really are doing solid work and it's a solid piece of work. I just don't know if it's the right phone for enough people in South Africa. Um, there is going to be, well, actually, there are going to be a few more launches from Huawei coming up before the end of the year. I can't tell you what they are, um, but we'll you see what else they didn't you? No, I didn't. Didn't you? Oh, did you? No, I didn't, Yasin. Listen, yeah. Those um, NDAs are going to bust. <laughs> no, listen, yeah, I actually didn't sign an NDA. So, <laughs> to be fair, I didn't actually. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see what they do because my personal opinion about Huawei is they should be pivoting towards the things that, you know, you, you can still use as your daily drivers. Their laptops, their, you know, their watches. Like, I'm wearing the... Uh, Huawei Band 6 right now. It's a solid piece of work. You know, their buds, all of that. They do some really great things. But, mm. you know, clearly they're going to try and stick into the smartphone game and I I can't really blame them for that. It's maybe not the move I would have done, but, you know, I'm not the one making the decision. So That's also, those are decisions that's made in 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 big, big buildings. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like the, those, those um, corporate drives and stuff like that. Is, yeah, that's but, not like you, you can ask anybody in, in Huawei South Africa and they have no control over those things. So, yeah. But I do think they the more they push, at one point they're going to... I think they'll get it right. I don't know because... 
if you want someone to buy into your ecosystem, you need to show them why. So you need to show them, you can't just show them the phone, you need to show how all of it works. We still do not have Harmony OS in South Africa. Still. It's been how long since, you know, it launched overseas, in China at least, and we still don't have it here. So they've got to do something to showcase why their ecosystem is the ecosystem you should be willing to move to and stick it out. Because I do think there's potential. I do think that there is space for a third um, operating system. But if you don't show people why, it's going to be very hard to convince them. And Huawei's got an uphill battle, especially now with Honor coming to the country, because Honor knows how Huawei does stuff. You know, they've got yeah, the money, true. they've got the knowledge. And from what I've seen, because it's the Honor Magic 3 was, you know, being launched globally. Um, it doesn't look like we're getting it here, at least that's what I was told. At least not for now, we're not getting it here. Um, but we're getting the Honor 50 series, and those are solid devices. They're absolutely solid devices. In fact, when I do get my hands on an Honor 50 series, which should be hopefully October, um, you know, we can have a chat about it. I'm trying to see if I can get my hands on an Honor Magic 3 series device, but it's proving to be nearly impossible. Um, you know, I think the, the thing of the price range that they come in is also going to be, gonna be the important. problem. Yeah. Mm. You see, this is the thing. Honor is always known as the sort of younger brand when it was still under under huawei you know the sort mm -hmm. of more affordable uh younger brand but they were always so exciting with the stuff that they did and they continue to continuing to be exciting with what they're doing it's just now they're going after a premium luxury segment as well and i think that they can pull it off and i think if i were huawei i would be very concerned i think if i was any smartphone brand in this country i would be concerned because like you said about huawei you know, Huawei's an own brand. So is Honor. To be fair, they've launched, what, this is the third time they're, they're launching in the country. First two times didn't do so well. But mm -hmm. I think they've got a better focus now. And they've got quite an impressive team behind them. So I'm curious to see how this is going to play out for them, but also what it's going to mean for Huawei, because it's game on. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and now, uh, then we went to the telecom. Uh, uh, telecom music. So, Telco Music. Um, so, you've obviously heard of things like Jukes, and if you haven't, where have you been? Um, mm. Spotify, which is my favorite thing. Um, Apple Music, which is some of my other friends' favorite things. And then YouTube Music, which I've got like two friends who like. To be fair, I do have YouTube Music, but it's because I've got YouTube Premium. Um, just because, don't give me ads, I hate ads. Um, and now Telco Music. Are you, are you paying for your YouTube? I mean, to be fair, I'm not someone else's. <laughs> we all need that friend who you like just like yo here's my login details you can have one of the profiles those friends are good friends i thought you I would be that friend for me i i do that for my listen here so showmax netflix and my amazon prime i'm paying for those things they're mine and other people have got profiles so i'm just saying <laughs> um I have, it's what good. do I have? I only have a Deezer account and I only bought Deezer in the early days because uh, Spotify wasn't here and there wasn't a family option on Spotify when it was in the in the early days. And then my DSTV and my Netflix are, my DSTV is on my dad's name and my Netflix is worth, who's my Netflix worth? I have, I had one friend and then another friend, no, then I, my sister in law gave it to us. So yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm currently watching TV for free. <laughs> Must be nice. In fact, maybe we should go to Netflix and see if I can watch TV for free. Um, but that's not the point. So the point is, 
Um, Telco Music is now in the music streaming game, and they're they've got a great app. Um, at the launch, they were talking about you know the app is what under ten megabytes, ten megabytes yeah. in terms of storage size on your phone, which is great. But obviously, Telcom is not a company that specializes in music, so they went to a company that does, Jukes, which is owned by Tencent. So Jukes is actually powering all of this for them. Um, my question, though, and I have reached out to Jukes. I'm going to have a conversation with him, hopefully in a couple of weeks. Um, but my question for for Jukes and Telcom Music is, it's great to say, hey, this thing is you know smaller than 10 megabytes on your phone. What about the streaming? Are we zero rating the streaming? Are we making it less expensive? Because data is not cheap in this country. I, I think it will be one of those things where if you if you stream via Telcom, then they will make it like minimal, but or make it cheaper at least. Like you probably get like free streams if you if you are going via Telcom. But it's also that thing of Telcom will optimize the the data usage i feel like because they are they in charge of that part of of the streaming they'll make it as small as possible and as efficient and it's also that thing of the app is great because these add-ons there is if you if you're adding music like if you're listening to podcasts and there's a podcast uh, plugging to download so it's like using the app but then it's like power rangers and now everybody <laughs> you know the thing where the sword comes in later and the other stuff comes in later i think that's what the uh, telcom was going for when you said Power Rangers, the look that I just gave you now. <laughs> but it fits, right? The analogy fits. I mean, it does. It's just, it was, it was unexpected. Let's put it that way. It was unexpected. Gee, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got into a little thing online because I said uh, Batman has the same powers as Power Ranger. Then someone was, and the Power Rangers, and someone was like, oh no, Power Rangers have powers. The Power Rangers, just recall my memory, please. They never had powers, right? They could just kick. Well, I mean, to be able to become the Power Rangers, there was the thing that they, I want to say summoned, what was it, like a, a ring, yeah, a belt? the I suit think. and the, those things, the, the belt buckle. But the thing is, they were normal people that didn't, they just had like a suit that had powers. They basically have the same skill set as Batman. Batman was just a, a quiet fighter, isn't it? No, Batman's power is that he had money. But he could also fight it. He trained in the in the hole of Razalku and then he made yes. money later. <laughs> no, he didn't make money later. This is a conversation about white privilege, okay? Are we going to go down this <laughs> No, he's, he's, he's pure white privilege. Don't get me wrong. He's generations of privilege. I, I'm not taking that away. I just want to know, Batman didn't have powers and the Power Rangers no, also didn't. don't have powers. Right? I'm 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 gonna allow this. I'm not going to agree with you. I'm going to allow this because this is you know, a freedom of speech. But I will not be implicated in this. So basically, I'm being like a politician. Um, are we gonna move back to the power? Uh, to not, see now, I want to say Power Rangers. We're gonna move back to the Jukes and yes, yes, music yes. things. So I realized I actually have information about this on my site, and it's like right, right, right. So what they say is okay. It's there's an all-access VIP package, which is $59.99 a month. And then they say, uh, Telco Music allows you to stream and download songs while using less data than any other music streaming app. Uh, users are able to listen for free with limited features, and then obviously you get the all-access VIP for $59.99, so $60 a month. Um, 
it doesn't say much. It does mention what you're doing about the mods. That's what they call it. So, you know, the add-ons. Um, so if you want to listen to podcasts, like, I don't know, this one, um, you know, then you, you can sort of customize it. So it's a platform that is sort of tailored to you and what your unique listening needs are. Listen to me. I should be in PR. Um, but yeah, it, it's interesting. I've got it on my phone. Weirdly enough, I haven't used it because I've got too many music streaming services. I've got Jukes itself. Um, I think I actually do have Deezer. So I've got Jukes. I've got Deezer. I've got Apple Music. Um, I've got Spotify. And I've got YouTube Music. I don't need another one, even though I do have this app. Yeah, that really is way too many ways to listen to the same five songs on every platform. <laughs> And yeah, it's seven songs. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> Whitney Taylor, who else is on the on that list? Be, are, are you Beyonce? Listen, if Jamal's listening, then absolutely. If he's <laughs> not, then sometimes. Um, Ariana Grande, uh, mm-hmm. Megan Thee Stallion, mm-hmm. uh, Lil Nas X. No, Lil Nas top X. five. I've been getting into Lan- no, there's actually quite a lot more, but my music taste is very all over the show, and people are very surprised. Like I listen to Lane Eight, I listen to Casey Musgraves. People like, huh? I listen to indie, I listen to alternative, and people are like, how do you listen to rap and indie and alternative and country and pop and you know classical and uh, you know neo synth wave? Like, all music is country music if it's made on this earth. We need to just debunk that whole thing of what country is. <laughs> yeah, but you know, then I listen to Chromatic, and that's apparently a different planet according to Gaga. So <laughs> true. Um, but okay, before we move away from telco music powered by Jukes, it is only available for Android devices. You need to know that. So iPhone users, sorry, go use Apple Music, which is not a bad service to be honest. Um, but yeah, we went to that. It was a great little event. I'm gonna be very honest. I don't speak Zulu. I don't understand Zulu, so I was very lost for most of it. Because uh, Big Zulu was there, and he seems like such a great guy. Um, and the reason this whole event happened is not just because, hey, Telcom Music by but Jukes. It's also because he dropped, was it his album? Was it a single? Was it an album it and a single? His, it was his, uh, his debut album that he was dropping. So he dropped but that there. W- what was... that said, though, going to an event where it was in, a, in Zulu, and they spoke to each other, in Zulu and and I actually loved it. I loved it yeah. because because I go, yo, in we live in a country where the language I speak is not the only language, and people must be able to speak their language, and they mustn't be, uh, think they must change for us. It they must we must all live together, but also we as an English speaker we must go learn the the other um, official language of our country, language of our country. <laughs> yeah, but that's true, and you know. While I say, you know, I didn't understand what was being said, I wasn't upset about the fact. It was just, I sat there and I just didn't understand. You know, yeah. didn't, <laughs> it's not like I was, you know, upset and being like, I don't think, to be fair, I don't think anybody, or at least I didn't hear them say this, you know, was no. saying like, oh, they must speak English. I was just like, hmm, I really should learn more languages. And I was like, I can barely speak English at the best of times. So, <laughs> you know, this could be challenging for me. But that's a me problem. It's a no one else problem. Um, but it was a great event. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Jukes did really yeah. well. Because uh, they were the ones who put it together. Shout out to Nadim Naika, who was the mastermind behind this. And Oi. thank you for having us. Um, so I thoroughly enjoyed it. it. It really did feel like 
a little bit like the old times. Shall we? Shall yeah. we call it? Can we call it that? Yeah, um, you sound old, but uh, I'll accept it. Listen, <laughs> yeah, I'm double vax. So as you said the other day, I clearly I am old. Um, <laughs> but it's fine. I don't care. Um, but now, now, can we talk about what we went to go see? Now we've got to do this very carefully because we can't give away spoilers. Okay, so firstly, how how long how long are we going for already? Because I need to know um, how long we can go on for about this. Oh, I don't long, know. How long time are we has, recording? Time has no meaning in 2021, Yasin. <laughs> it's okay? also very true. <laughs> exactly. So let's just go with this. Um, okay, so at the beginning of the podcast, I said you were alluding to something we're going to speak to later. We're going to speak about it now. We went and watched... <clears throat> I'm going to get this right. Shang Chi, wait, Marvel Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. So we watched it Thursday because we're recording this on a Friday. We watched it Thursday, the day before it officially came out in cinemas. Because thank you Disney for the invitation. Um, and what a movie that was! Because I, gee, it's been a while since I've been in the cinema for obvious reasons. Um, and I'm I'm a big Marvel fan. I love me some Marvel. Give me all the Marvel. And then Marvel Cinematic Universe is next level. But here's the thing. And I said this to you. You've become so used to what to expect from Marvel. And this delivered all of that. But it also wasn't like any other Marvel movie I've seen. And I don't say that in a negative way. I'm just like, this did not feel like a Marvel movie. So so here's my thing, right? The the Avengers series that we had from Marvel was good and great and amazing and it served us well. But we are not there anymore. The whole world, and I think Marvel as a whole, and we've seen it with Wanda, we've seen it with uh, Bucky, with this, the series now, they've stepped up, they've branched out, and they've lent other ways to give us these Marvel heroes. Because uh, So the thing why I love this movie was it didn't... It didn't feel like that. It felt like the basis of it, but it felt so much better in terms of storytelling and the, the characters and the, the way we connected with with the, the bad guys even, where you go like, yo, I feel for this for this person. I, I, I was about to give a bit of a spoiler, then I was like, Mm-mm, come back. But yeah, I, I definitely think this movie is my favorite Marvel movie ever. Like, it stands hands above even Avengers I've had more fun last night in that cinema than than Avengers, which is a big thing because of uh, uh, the Avengers in-game. Everybody, I think that was like the, the closer of the series and they did it well. But this one is a restart and a, a great a great place to, to move from. So you say it's a restart, but technically it's not the first in, what's it, the fourth phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's the second movie in the fourth phase. The first one was actually Black Widow. Um, yeah, and here's the thing, and I think this is what these two movies have in common uh, Black Widow and Shang-Chi is they both are obviously you know part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but they don't feel like Marvel movies we've seen before, and they can both stand on their own, which is something that you cannot say about all the previous Marvel movies because for those previous Marvel movies to have made sense you would have had to have watched, you know, the ones that came before, yeah. the ones that came after, and, you know, the whole thing. Like, a friend of mine the other night, uh, like, a week ago at the time of recording, was watching, what's the second uh, Spider-Man movie? The one with Tom Holland in the second Tom Holland days. Yes, I said Tom Holland days. Um, the second um, Tom... 
Was it Far From Home? Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Far from, far, from, far from Home is on Netflix in South Africa, right? And he's watching this and he's not a Marvel fan. And he was like, wait, what happened? Did Spider-Man, like, did he disappear? And he's like, wait, when did the aunt find out about him being Spider-Man? And I'm like, how have you not watched the previous one? How, how have you not watched Avengers Endgame and mm. you know, Infinity War? But he was so lost, he stopped watching the movie. And I was like, it's an yeah. enjoyable movie, but you really only enjoy it if you understand all the other things that have happened around it. You know, it, it's not a movie that happens in isolation. It's not yeah. a movie you can watch on its own and fully appreciate it. Whereas Shang-Chi and Black Widow, Black Widow, I think, had a little bit more tie-in, obviously, to what's been happening. But it is also a movie you could watch on its own. And for the most part, it would still make sense. You know, and so, here's my, so, here's, so here's my gripe with Black Widow, right? She doesn't mm-hmm. have powers. Why is she in the Avengers? We don't need her in the Avengers. We didn't need her. She didn't come with a talent. Like, she could fight, but I go, yeah, there's other people in the world that can fight. I mean, okay. she can shoot, but there's other people that can shoot. She, we didn't need her in the Avengers. Okay, She okay. didn't bring now, anything to the team. I'm going to upset you. Here, you you're going to upset me, but here's my voice on. If you don't have powers, you can't be a superhero. Superpowers equals superhero. She was like a, an assistant to the Avengers. I... Yeah, she made the sacrifice, wow, wow, wow. But at the same time, you're just a person. <laughs> it's like when they talk about the miracle of birth, the miracle happens a million times a day. Yeah, we could have sacrificed the... Mm, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, there you go. This is how I get cancelled because of your scene. Um, okay, so I'm going to throw a little spider in the works and update you. Shang-Chi doesn't have powers either. Yo, but he's got something that gave, that gives him the powers. That's the Everybody thing. knows what it is he has seen. Yeah, it's in rings eight about you. That's exactly what he had. No, I, that's I, why he had the powers. The other thing is, it's like Batman. You go, Batman is just Batman, but he got the suit. Iron Man is also doesn't have powers, but Iron Man has the suit. What yes, did Black Widow funny. have? Yes, what did Black is... Widow have? She so had if nothing. You, if you, but here's the thing, he had money. Iron Man had money. You take the money away, he can't even fight. Yeah. No, you no, see, they, could, they could all do the basics. Here's the other thing also. Iron Man is an asshole because you go, he put, he put her life at risk every time she went out to go fight. He could have made her suit easily. Like, he could have given her, like, yo, I got a B-grade suit in the cupboard. You can take that so long. No, he was like, yeah, go fight. Go shoot there. Don't even wear a, a bulletproof vest. Just go jump there to the bullets. Go fight the aliens. Iron Man is actually the asshole. And he was not the team player. <laughs> I mean, we do know this. There was, you know, civil war. So. Again, okay. Iron Man was not a good guy. He did <laughs> save everybody. But listen here, we're getting distracted. Um, <laughs> I... I think people have asked the question why Natasha Romanov was part of the Avengers. I'm not enough of a Marvel fan to be able to answer the way I think you want to. I think it's good that she was there. I don't think that uh, she should have been pushed off the cliff. That's, I think a lot of people agree with that. But Shang-Chi, you take away the Ten Rings, he's just a normal person. Just like Iron Man, you take away the money, he's just a normal person. Whereas if you look at Thor, whereas you look at, you know, Loki, where you look at um, Hulk. Yeah, but he still yeah, had no. something that was magical. There was something that was super, and that, that for me, I go, you have a thing, it doesn't matter if it's your body or if it's a, an attachment, that's the thing that makes you super, like Iron Man. But I just go, 
he still falls under a superhero. Also, I love that the movie, the other thing about the movie that I loved is that they didn't tell the story in a straight line. You figured, they gave you pieces of the story and you just started figuring it out as the movie went along. And it was, I actually really enjoyed that. We, they didn't even say the name until like two scenes in and you go, oh, that's his name. Oh, that's the relationship. Oh, this is his actual thing. So I like that they told the story because we don't know anything about Shang-Chi. That's the other thing I like is that we know all of Avengers heroes. We grew up with that. But Shang-Chi was never our, was never a comic book that I picked up. Do you know what I mean? And that's and that's fair. And I think that's also why this movie was so important, because this discussion around representation and inclusivity, you know, and diversity has been a big discussion for a long time, but especially in movies. Disney likes to say that they do it, but Disney, let's be honest, has done nothing more than tokenism. Marvel, no, it's the truth. I don't care if they like it or not. It's the truth. Um, but Marvel's done a little bit better, which is weird because they're still owned by Disney. Um, but this kind of movie, it's been a long time coming. And I think it's a movie that a lot of people need it because I remember going to go watch, um, what's it? Why can't I just think of Wakanda? What's the name of the movie now? Black Panther. Thank you. Wow. Okay. My synapses are firing all over the show, just not in the direction I need them to. I blame this energy drink. But I remember going to watch it in the cinema and the energy of people when they walked out there was like, oh, there are darker skinned people there. You know, there are accents that I recognize because they sound like accents that I hear every day. You know, you're talking about Africa and it's not in a disparaging way of, oh, this is a country, uh, you know, not that Africa is a country. It's like, no, not that, um, but there's a country, Wakanda, um, that needs help. And, you know, there's a continent that needs the help of other people. It was speaking about it in a proud way. In a, you know, this is a yeah. powerful nation. This is a powerful country. This is a powerful, you know, continent. And people underestimated. And there was so much pride in that. And I was like, how long have we all gone before we saw that in movies? And now you're getting it with Shang-Chi. Because when you talk about a solid Asian cast, my yeah. goodness. Yeah. Because seeing yeah. you... Like, I've seen Simu Liu in um, Kim Convenience. I love that show so much. Um, that man has I, constant father problems, eh? Yo, but we'll get to that. <laughs> listen here. Listen here. It's like our Nicole Kidman always seems to choose, you know, slightly deranged, privileged white women roles. But anyway. That's also true. Um, really on brand. <laughs> but then Aquafina was in there. And as, as soon as I saw her, I was like, oh, I know I'm going to enjoy myself because I love me some Aquafina. She is phenomenal. Um, I also then, think that they, they had the right dose of Aquafina in the movie. Like she didn't overshadow, but she had a moment to be funny. She had a moment yes. to be not Aquafina that we know also, but still be like herself, which I really enjoyed. Um, who else is there in there? I don't know if I can say this, but I'm going to say this because I'm such a fan. Michelle Yeoh. I love yeah. Miss Michelle. I've been a fan of Michelle Yeoh for years. Um, but she was there, and I, as someone in the audience said, it is so nice to hear Michelle Yeoh not just speaking English. I don't know if it was, I want to say it was Mandarin she was speaking. I speak under correction here. But it was so nice to just hear her speak a language that wasn't just English. And I was saying to someone, because um, they asked me, how was the movie? And it's like, I'm not going to give you spoilers, but here's what I think. 
it's obviously a Marvel movie because you can see it in terms of budget, you can see it in terms of, you know, CGI sponsorships because that BMW partnership, which we all know about, it's not a secret. Dang. That is, <laughs> listen here, that I was need to know how much money that was worth because when yeah, I saw some of those cars... Also, they destroyed a few i8s. I, I think I saw three or four i8s just being completely totaled. Yeah, I get it, CGI, and yeah, they can use dummies. Yeah. But it's not cheap. <laughs> um, funny enough, I'm actually speaking to BMW in a couple of days for something else. So I'm going to ask them a question about this. Um, but, you know, as I was watching it, it's obviously Marvel because of budget and all that stuff. And, you know, there were references, which we're not going to talk about because we're not going to give the game away. But there were references to other Marvel movies. By the way, there are uh, two scenes in you stay for at the end. There's a mid credit scene and there's one, like, post credits um stay for them so go on maybe not so much um but the mid-credit scene definitely um but this felt less like a marvel movie than it did a high budget i don't want to say martial it arts a, yeah it was a yes. martial art action movie a, a based, super based, on, chinese martial arts. based yes. on chinese folklore that's yes. what it felt like it felt yes. more like that than a marvel movie and i truly appreciated that because like the soundtrack is out now on like spotify and everything and it's such a solid soundtrack that is so different to anything we heard from you know avengers or spider-man or yeah you know, we, we, we got we got a taste of it with black panther because black panther also yes. went yo we're going with uh black artists we're going with hip-hop for a superhero yeah. movie and at that point we hadn't seen anything like that and now they're also coming with over hip-hop and um and like Chinese rappers and stuff, and I'm just go. This is what I want. I I go. The, 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 so the other problem I had with Marvel is that they initially all the problems when aliens got here, they only went to America, and the superheroes only came from America. Now we're going. Oh, superheroes you know, exist came from Asgard as well. Yeah, but Asgard, where did they end up? Asgard also went to America. They had a direct line to America. So <laughs> are we surprised? Are we surprised? <laughs> that, you know, this but is what. Now aliens and superheroes are coming from around the world, and as someone that's from around the world, I appreciate that. <laughs> as someone that's from around the world, um, but no, that's just this is the good point because I think this is I'm hoping what Marvel is going to be doing more of, which is it's it's not just Marvel that is guilty of oh the superheroes are always in America, you know, the aliens are always landing in America. It's everybody, you know. There's been like one or two standard movies where it's not that. But it's it's been the norm for too long. And now, like with Black Panther, like with Shang-Chi, you know, they're showing that other walks of life can do things on their own and they do not need support from America. I mean, it's to be blunt. To be fair, the first part of the movie is very American. But I mean, yeah. Yeah, but it changes, that does change frequently. Nice. And it was, it was enjoyable. It was fun. I think it was the... Daily Mail said it was, what did they say? It was enthusiastically, oh, no, overwhelmingly enjoyable or something like that. Or something, something like that, but it's yeah. fun. It's a great movie. It's also, I do think it must be, like, if you can and if you're comfortable, go watch it in the cinema because it's a great experience to be out. It's a great experience to be safe and out, but also to watch a movie that is fun that you don't need to like question too many things you can just live in that moment i i thoroughly enjoyed it it was like could be of the funnest nights i've had in a long time and also funnest movies 
I've watched in a long time. And with that said, the choreography, the the fighting style that they that they use in the movie is also different to the Avengers uh, theme of fighting, which I really, I truly appreciated to see. Like there was, I don't know, there's like a different flavor on the way they f- were fighting, and I, I, yeah, that was a thing for me. Yes, here's what I was thinking as I, you know, saw that. Uh, there's a specific scene where, how do I say this now? Just say it. Fuck it, guys. Here's the story. <laughs> no, no. We guy meets girl. How about that? I think you yes. know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And when I saw the look on his face, I'm I'm sitting there. I'm like, please, please let this not be what I think it is. And then it's exactly what I thought. But as I was watching, um, you know, their sort of interaction, I kept thinking about Chinese movies. You know, like proper Chinese yeah. movies. And the looks on their faces, like the expressions, were very much what you yes. would see in Chinese movies. The choreography was very much, and and I mean that in a way, you know, it's not like it's America's interpretation. It's like if you watch like a proper yes. Chinese movie, this is what Chinese you see. action movies. That was yes. the thing, yeah. Not 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 westernized versions of it, like actual Chinese ones. And this is what you see. And I was like, I I think audiences might find it a little bit weird and a bit funny because some people did, but it's honoring where it comes from. Um, there were some things that I didn't like. There were some things that were just so predictable and I just sat there and I was like... Because I sat there and I was like, please let this not be going where I think it's going. Please, please, please. And then it didn't. I didn't hate it. I didn't love the predictability. But to be fair, I think it it was just, worthwhile. Just on the other note, sorry. The father uh-huh. looked a bit like Jackie Chan. I don't know if you saw it. There was a trick of the father's face. Mm-hmm. Where there was like a smirk and I saw like, yo, you look like Jackie Chan. And but I was just like, but you're not Jackie Chan. You fight. I won't say better, but you've got a different fighting style. And I, I also, yeah. Again, they they also humor the new thing that they, they. I think they started doing it with when Thanos came around, where they started you not yeah humanizing the bad guys or people we thought were bad guys. Uh, I'm not giving away anything, guys. Don't worry. But the thing of you relate to everybody, and I think that's really great in the way that um, new Marvel is going where. Even the bad guys, when they explain themselves, you go, that makes sense. Even when Thanos uh, clicked his his, uh, clicked his fingers, it made sense why he would do that. All his reasons, I mean, he had valid points. He was not a villain. I mean, to be fair, I think even when it was civil war between Tony Stark and Captain America, you could kind of understand points on both sides. I think it's something yeah. Marvel's been doing for a while. I think now they're just ramping it up. And, and in Wakanda, they did it in Wakanda as well. Yeah. They're making it relatable. Yeah, like he's um, not a complete villain. And I like that thing. Yeah, well, this is the question. Like, you know, defining villains, I think... I think we've been learning through movies that, you know, when we were growing up, movies taught, taught you that, you know, the villain's the one that wears black and the good guy's the one that wears white. And that's not the way the world is. You know, things are not as clean cut as that it's not you know one or the other things are nuanced and you know i think the story of a villain is someone who maybe has good intentions i say maybe or at least believes that what they're doing is you know they're doing it for the right reasons yes and they just get caught up in that you know what was it yoda says um i've got to think of this yoda quote now actually wait no i sent it to someone earlier today very conveniently let me find it um Fear, there we go. Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to yes. anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. 
And I think it that sort of thing that is the story that Marvel is now telling. Yeah. And that's that line from the beginning is you know, how well do you know yourself? That's what you were saying earlier. And I was yeah. like, if you keep those things in mind, I think you'll understand a lot of where Marvel's going. You don't have to be this in-depth with these movies. They're just fun. But if you <laughs> want to be in-depth with it, that's where you should be going. That's the thinking yeah. you should be thinking. Um, what that said, though, again, from off, just to end the wrap-up from my side, the movie was fuck. <laughs> it, it checked all the boxes and more, and it's a thing of the graphics was on point, the fight scenes were on point, the acting, I think the casting was perfect also. I don't, I can't, I can't figure out anybody that could have done any of those roles better than those, the, the people in the movie. Um, yeah, the, obviously there's some, I'll say plot holes and stuff like that, but it, that's also fine. Uh, they must just put trackers in their cars, that's the only downside. But I do think they they nailed it, and I genuinely hope that they bring us they bring us more of this. They bring us a series. They must give him three movies. <laughs> I mean, I would like to let's put. I just like to see more. That's it. All I want to yeah. do is see more. Um, before we go, uh, what else happened in tech this week? I think the big story that everyone has been talking about, just because you have to mention this, because it's that thing where you're like, huh, Elon Musk, really. Like somebody should take Twitter away from this man. Um, Elon Musk has announced that Tesla is going to be doing, it's going to be making robots, like AI robots. And I just looked at this. And I was like, has this man never watched Black Mirror? Also, he is some... Black Mirror. He is. He's the villain in every Black Mirror episode. It's him and his imagination. When 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 we go on about, oh, what would it be like uh, if you put on the headset and all these things happen? It's him. He's the one that's coming up with this shit. And he's like watching the show and going, yeah, let's make more of that. Let's make that in real life. And I, he's, he is a bad guy. He's a villain with no redemption story. <laughs> but you see, actually, you know, I was having this conversation with someone this morning and they were like, oh, you know, but Bezos is the bad guy. It's like, hmm, I'm not going to comment either way. You should definitely be concerned about any billionaire. But I think that Elon Musk is arguably the one you need to watch more, you know, from a officer that's him, you know, kind of perspective or put him in a straight jacket perspective. Because this man is the type of person who will just tweet and say and do whatever to get attention. Kind of like Kanye West does. And we're not going to talk about Donda because I refuse to listen to that. I've got my own thoughts about Kanye West. None of them are good. Um... But that's the kind of person Elon Musk is. He is, I don't want to say he's a bully, but he's an attention seeker with a lot of money. And he will and say... Power. And, it's money yes. and power and influence. Oh. Like, it's got, yes. he's got everything to do. power and influence. Yeah, it's true. But, but that's yeah. the problem. Like, mm-hmm. people are like, you know, this thing might not happen. It's like, MKBHD markets, Brownlee, was like, yeah, it probably isn't going to happen because there's no way that they have that kind of technology or capabilities yet. And I hope he's right. But at the same time, this is the same man who just tweeted about Dogecoin, which was from the creative Dogecoin, made as a joke, and made it into one of the most valuable, you know, sort of cryptocurrencies on the planet. Yeah, that he's is also interesting. He's also tanked um, crypto just by tweeting weird shit about it. Um, yeah, he has that amount of influence. Where he's like, that's Yo. my. That's exactly my point. Yeah. Like, he is someone you should be very concerned about. So I hope that this is nothing but, you know, hype and him just being full of himself like he normally is. Because if this is a real thing, then 
someone eat me off this planet, please? Because I'm done. <laughs> also, uh, Bezos can eat you off, and um, Branson can also eat you off. Those two are the other uh, billionaires that can do stupid things with money. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I feel like that's another, and I'm gonna go off on. But um, but yeah, I think Elon Musk is a is a, a villain. Uh, that is a uh, deranged, mm-hmm. and it's just the thing. the The problem is that he has so much money and power that anything in in his imagination or anything he watches, he can make real. He was making flamethrowers at one point. What the actual fuck? Which they Who called <laughs> not a flamethrower. Yeah, not a flamethrower. You see, so that's the other problem is. He knows how absurd it is to do these things. It's not like he's making them just like, oh, let's see if we can do it. He knows that it shouldn't. He knows it shouldn't be done. He knows that it's it's ridiculous and it's it's off this planet's face to do stuff like that. But man's going all in, so I don't, I don't, um, I don't believe he's not gonna make it when it comes to these robots. These robots will get made. Please, can he not? Because no. Um, also, but... before he goes to make robots, he must come fix the robots in our country first. They in Krumbumra, that robot hasn't been working for a long time. Please, Elon Musk, uh, come fix your people. <laughs> okay, not the same robots. Um, and that's a very much South African thing. Um, but okay, I think we're going to leave it there. Um, hopefully, next episode, we're going to have either the Z Flip 3 or the Z Fold 3. Um, I've also got a Nokia 2720, which I cannot believe I'm saying. Nokia 2720 Flip, which was just delivered this morning. Um, it's like a thousand or a thousand one hundred. It looks like, fun. I'm not gonna lie. It's the smallest display I've ever seen on a phone. It's got a T9 keyboard. Yeah, seen T9 <laughs> in 2021. But here's the thing: also got Google Assistant, and I was like, how? I think it's like a two megapixel or four megapixel camera on. On the outside, and it's like I. Dab. So here's the, so here's the kicker, though, right? Do you need to type if you have Google Assistant? Because with Google Assistant, you can basically send WhatsApp messages as well. Yes, but still, I I, I do not know if I know how to use T9 anymore. So this is going to be interesting. Um, so hopefully, if we get the other phone from Samsung next week, we can unbox both on air, and then it's going to be an interesting show. Yeah. Um, from my side, guys, go get vexed. Uh, keep wearing a mask and stay sanitized, and um, keep supporting local. That's I don't know what else to say other than listen to the other podcast that I've got because I just launched a new series worth read at, um, which is very technical. Very, very technical cloud, open source, and open shift alliances and stuff. But it's fun. And also, you know, support local like me. Thank you very much. Bad That's my thing. <laughs>